Welcome in to Potty Podcast Football. Uh, I am Dan. With me again is Andy after uh, a week off. Uh, we didn't get to do our preview show just because Andy was out of town and we just didn't get the picks in in time. Uh, we have everything. Believe me, there's no way we cheated because we didn't do great. But this is this has been such an, a, a weird year for football. I think a lot of it because with the salary cap dropping before the season a lot of players moved all around uh and we're seeing i think like half the league has new quarterbacks has new starting quarterbacks so um it's it's kind of all over the place you're starting to kind of figure out who teams are usually you can do it by like week three week four um it's taking a little bit longer this time just because it's kind of all over the place it Um, really is like you said it's because of so many new quarterbacks and coaches mm -hmm. it's just it's been really hard to gauge um but yeah you you want to start with week one because this was this was another this was like the epitome of teams that are hard to to gauge (laughs) well let's jump right into it so the first game we have is the washington football team against the atlanta falcons the falcons are getting a point and a half the over under is 47 and a half i had washington football team and under you had falcons and under this is also one of my confidence picks the final score was washington football team 34 to 30 so the Falcons did not cover. They would have needed four points, and the total score was 64. So in a surprising game, um, it was most definitely over. I think. Yeah, let's, let's I, mention, though, yeah. with 47 seconds left in this game, Falcons were winning. Yeah. <laughs> but they couldn't overcome the offensive powerhouse that is Taylor Heineke and the Washington football team. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they did put 30 points up against that Washington defense. That Washington uh, defense is not is, that good. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, what, how is that possible? How th- Their corners have never been good. They had uh, Josh Foreman last year, mm-hmm. who has been really de- playing poorly for the last couple of years um, since he left Carolina, really. Uh, but they still have... Uh, Jonathan Allen, Lyle Collins, John Bostic. They still have Jerome Payne. They have Chase Young. They have they have a Montez good front Sweat. four. They have, they have some good linebackers. The secondary added, is not good, and they're they letting bad Jackson. teams put up a lot of points on them. They put, the the they Giants have, put up twenty nine on them. The Falcons put up thirty. I, I, I know. I agree. I'm just saying this makes no sense because they have the same defense from last year, except they upgraded at corner with William Jackson the third. So yeah. how their defense is taking this huge step back is absolutely beyond me. I, I have no idea what's going on. Other than a complete separation from Ron Rivera, because obviously he's not very thrilled with everybody in that locker room, considering dude has cancer and, and uh, they won't get the, the vaccine. Yeah. Um, so that, that would cause obvious division. Yeah, uh, I don't but, think that's going to affect play on the field too much, but certainly not to this extent. They were a, like a top five defense last year, and now they're really, I mean... The, the Bills put 43 on them last week. It's, uh, yeah, I don't know what to tell you. They need help in the secondary. I They also, I mean, their offense doesn't help them. Um, their, of, their offensive line is a huge liability. They can't get the run game going. Antonio Gibson, four, 14 attempts for 63 yards. I mean, it's 4.5 a carry, but still, he should be doing way, it's, Antonio Gibson is really good. He should be doing way better. Uh, Heineke, uh, Heineke feels like a Case Keenum to me. He's he's capable, but he's not who you want kind of starting. Now, he had a great game, 23 for 33, 290 yards and three touchdowns. 
uh, and then ran five times for 43 yards. He he did a lot better in this game, but the Falcons are a really bad defense as well. So, you know, once they play a challenging defense, he's not, I mean, you've seen it. He's not been able to do it. It's the Washington football team is going to be very mediocre. They're going to they're going to beat some teams they shouldn't and lose to some teams they shouldn't. They shouldn't. It shouldn't have been this close of a game with the Falcons. And for a long time, they were trailing. Um, it, they, it was seventeen to thirteen going into half. It's it's not great. It's not great for them. Yeah, it's 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 really rough. I, I, but I I mean. I'm still very impressed with how that offense played against the Falcons, even though it was the Falcons. Uh, Taylor Heineke, my God. I mean, he came out and balled out. Um, and let's face it, they, they don't have the most dynamic offense. Uh, I do really like Terry McLaurin, definitely. Antonio Gibson, as you say, has not been playing the best. And I think it's more about his O-line than mm-hmm. there is anything else. I mean, he is, considering he had 14 touches and he averaged four and a half yards a carry, being that his long was eight. That means he did truly average about four and a half yards a carry. You know what I mean? That's there wasn't a ninety-yard rush. You know what I mean? Followed by a whole lot of two-yard runs. Uh, this this dude was was really playing hard. So uh, and and that's a that's a respectable number, but not enough. Not enough. And if his O line was better, he could be playing dramatically better. So the, this team has a lot of potential to be a really good team, but but the defense has got to figure out what the heck is going wrong and fix it because when Corderell Patterson destroys your team. For thirty points, that's embarrassing. That dude's that dude was drafted with DeAndre Hopkins. You realize that? Yeah, yeah. That's how long he's been in the league, and he's. I think this is his best game he's ever had as a running back. And, and, yeah, and another eighty-two receiving. Yeah, uh, with three with three touchdowns. Yeah, uh, yeah. He he put on an absolute clinic yesterday and shouldn't have. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what? I tell you what when. When Arthur Smith gets this Falcon team, Falcons team kind of where he wants them, because right now you're trying to feel, they're trying to figure stuff out. Um, they're starting to work the pits in a little bit more. Uh, you're seeing Cordero Patterson get brought in in kind of you know interesting ways, um, and utilizing they utilize Calvin Ridley a lot more in this game, who's kind of not done much uh, so far this season. Well, he dropped half his passes just like Kyle Pitts. I mean, Pitts was four of nine and and, and catches and. Really was seven of thirteen. So, uh, granted, some of those were probably inner throws. Uh, I watched some of the game, but not all of the game. Yeah. Um, but still, yeah, you got to you got to bring in more than forty five percent of your uh, passes. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to Lions at Bears. The Lions are getting three points. The over under is forty one and a half. We both had Lions. We both had under. This is one of your confidence picks. Um, we were wrong about the Lions. Uh, the Bears got their act together. It's interesting what a game plan actually does for for a team. Um, <laughs> the final score was Bears 24, Lions 14. The Lions would have needed 10, and the total score is 38. So we were right about the under. You kind of figured it would be this way. Um, neither offense is that dynamic, but uh, the Bears' defense is really good, and you kind of saw it from this. That That's it. I mean, the defense won this game. Uh, that, although uh, their game plan was run, 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 pass to Mooney. Run, 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 pass to Mooney. Yeah. <laughs> so they put up about 200 yards of offense rushing the ball and then another 125 to Mooney throwing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's about it. That, that's literally all they did. Uh, Justin Fields had 11 to 17 passes completed, 209 yards, and one interception, no touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, sacked, sacked only once. So. 
Yeah. <laughs> I guess they did okay, but that was against the Lions. Uh, I don't I don't know what to expect. I really I still because this is again the second game, I think the field started. Yep. I still don't know what to expect from that guy, and it and it appears that they have no idea how to uh, what to do with that offense to help them be successful. Well, give them offensive linemen. That would be a huge help. Uh, also, getting him a, a good coach would be helpful. Uh, I coach is god awful. Yeah, he's pretty bad. They're, well, their GM's pretty bad too. He's good at finding defensive players, but he's not. Uh, Ryan Pace cannot find offense. He struggles to find offensive players, especially. That's why that offense, that offensive line is really, really, really bad. And one of the things you saw in the preseason was that Justin Fields struggled with making uh, uh, pass protection coverage or calls at the line, and they got lit up last week against a pretty good defense. Who did they play last week? I don't even remember. Who, Chicago? They played the Browns. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good yeah. defense. And, yeah, you saw it. Yeah, but negative total yardage. That that screams that they they couldn't adjust their offense. They couldn't do anything to bring the pressure away to dump and, and uh, exploit the pass rush uh, by, by some little dink and dunk uh, passes to the running backs. They, they well, did that, literally nothing. Well, that's what I'm saying is Justin Fields failed him. He, he, he struggled with making adjustments at the line in preseason, and you saw it against the Browns last week. I think they worked on that a lot this week. Granted, it's the Lions, uh, but the Lions make teams work for it. Uh, you know, it's not a give me. They still give you some pressure. But on this one, the problem is they're they're really susceptible to the run, and David Montgomery's a good running back. So even with a bad offensive line, he was able to go for 160 yard, 106 yards and two touchdowns. Hmm. Yeah, weird. Weird uh, game. Uh, Goff let's is... Move on. Goff is I, the thing about Goff. He's been better than I thought he was going to be for the Lions. I thought he was going to look like Justin Fields last week against the Browns, but he came back twenty-four for thirty-eight and two touchdowns. He's not been bad. Three hundred yards. He's. I mean, he's the, he was the number one overall pick. He's 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 a decent enough quarterback. I mean, everyone gives him trouble because it was clear that he'll never be a Super Bowl quarterback, mm-hmm. Super Bowl winning quarterback. Um, he's never going to win you these games, but he's not terrible. I mean. He he put up plenty of offense for the uh, for the Rams for a couple of years there and and yeah I mean he knows how to he knows how to complete a pass you know what I mean like he's they only put up fourteen points it's not like they were dominating but it is the Bears defense so I think I think Goff is exactly what they thought he's just good enough to keep them in games a little you know and and that's what's going to continue to happen he's just the problem is he's he's not the answer so whether it's using their two first-round picks to get someone like Watson or Rodgers or Russell Wilson next offseason, they're going to have to bring someone in if they want to really dominate. Yeah, and I don't I, – I, they'll probably move on. But look at the defense. The defenses he's played are San Francisco, Green Bay, Baltimore, and Chicago. He's thrown for 1,100 yards, uh, seven touchdowns, and two interceptions with a 68% completion percentage. I mean, give the man some credit. He's done well with a team that – it doesn't have a lot. I mean, they've got some. They've got some stuff. They've got two good running backs, um, especially DeAndre Swift. They've got some O line, not a great one, but they've got a few uh, pieces. And then Quintus Cephas looks like he's gonna be pretty decent. Yeah, yeah, he's 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 their secret weapon in my opinion, Quintus Cephas. But but they need him to be the the wide receiver too. They need to bring one more guy in with them, and then they'll have a legitimate duo there. Yeah. But so, Cephas, I guess what I'm saying is, I think he's one of he would be one of the better wide receiver twos in the NFL. Just people won't, won't will never know it. 
unless they get somebody across from him because he's more of a possession receiver, um, but he's got a little speed to him also. So he can be really good. Uh, he just can't be in double covered every game. Yeah. Although he's still producing a, a fair amount despite that. Yeah. Let's move on to the next game. Uh, we've got Titans at Jets, and unfortunately we have to talk about it. So the Jets are getting 6.5. The over-under is 44.5. We both took Titans and under. This was your lock. This was both of our confidence picks. It should have been. The Titans should have wiped the floor with the Jets. Turns out, um, not only did they not win, but they, they let them put up a bunch of points. It went over. The final score, 27-24, to an overtime win by the Jets. Um, the Titans would have needed three points, and the total score was 51. The, the, the whole AFC South is bad. The Titans are going to end up probably winning the division um, just by stumbling backwards into success. But the Jets, you shouldn't have this one the Jet, with the Jets. Zach Wilson will end up being pretty good. I've seen enough from him to where he's got the ability to be good. It's a bad year where they've got a lot of injuries, especially along the offensive line. Losing Makai back to really, really hurts when you don't even have a lot of other offensive line um, assets. Uh it was this was this was a weird game because even though it ended up being uh, twenty four to twenty seven in overtime, it was nine to ten uh, up in the fourth quarter, and then that's when things went off. Uh, the Titans' O line struggled against four man rushes. That's that's really really bad. Now, granted, the Jets their front seven there's some there's a lot of talent there, uh, and we've talked before about how the Titans' right side is very not good. They also had Ben Jones was injured. Um, yeah, you know what? They didn't have Julio. They didn't have AJ Brown. Uh, you knew they they probably weren't going to be able to play this week because they'd been nicked up. But I feel like with Derrick Henry, they could have been able to do something against the Jets or stop Zach Wilson. Uh, Derrick Henry, thirty three attempts, one hundred and fifty seven yards, and one touchdown. Uh, someone who you started seeing, they started using a little bit more previously in, in checkdowns is Jerry McNichols, uh, the backup running back. And you and I talked about if Derrick Henry goes out, what do they do? Because that's their whole game plan. Now, Jerry McNichols had eight receptions for 74 yards. Like he He's looked good in the last couple of weeks. I don't know how sustainable that is, but he's looked he's looked good. Uh, and on well, the they, other, I mean, they, mm-hmm. yeah, they, they were forced to use him as a receiver this week. So, yeah. Um, you know, again, because they're missing Julio Jones and A.J. Brown. So, the, you know, all their their passes went to Jeremy McNichols uh, in little uh, screen passes or down mm-hmm. the field as a more of a slot receiver, uh, as well as Josh Reynolds uh, from AM, I think, uh, who was just one of those guys who's always been a pretty decent receiver, just, you know, behind some, some better receivers. Um, but they, they stepped up and they played okay. I mean, they put up 24 points against a pretty good defense. Missing both of their top weapons on offense, I just. Yeah. Uh, but McNichols, yeah, I mean, he definitely looked like he's someone who can be dangerous in space. Uh, I don't know that he could fill in totally for Derrick Henry being gone. No. Um, but I don't know that he can't. I mean, <laughs> I mean, what, what do we have to go on? One carry, and he got 11 yards. So, <laughs> I mean, uh, on average, he played pretty well. But uh, we definitely need to see a whole lot more of him. Uh, on the flip side. I'm really interested in your comment about you've seen enough of Zach Wilson to make to think he'll be good. Yeah, uh, he's got 900 yards, four touchdowns, and eight interceptions on the year. Yeah, uh, I do not like what I'm seeing at all. Uh, Why is it? Granted, he rolls out well. He can throw the ball on a rope. 
Uh, he's had a lot, like a lot of his receivers have been injured. He's had Jameson Crowder just came back this game. Corey Davis has been nicked up, and then when he came back two games ago, he's been on fire. I mean, they haven't. He's got his entire offense has been injured. They he's don't really have much of a weeks. run game. Who? Corey Davis? Corey Davis has been on fire. You said Zach Wilson. No, Corey Davis came back two weeks ago and has been on fire the last two weeks. Uh, Zach Wilson has not really... He he doesn't have an offensive line. He didn't really have receivers until about this week. And they can't really get a run game going because they don't... Because of that offensive line. Uh, Let's see. There are... Michael Carter is their leading running back. He's a rookie. 13 attempts for 38 yards. He had a touchdown, but... He's averaging less than three yards a carry. Braxton Berrios, their fourth best receiver, uh, was the leading rusher. Yeah, I mean they're they're stacking the box because they're daring Zach Wilson to throw because all he does is make bad decisions and throw picks. So, I mean, uh, and and people are going to continue to do that. Um, yeah, I just Connor McGovern's fine. Van Rotten's fine. Morgan Moses is fine. Uh, George Fant's hurt. Uh, Elijah Vera Tucker's a rookie, but he's a first rounder. I mean, he's got a better O line than some teams, uh, even with just that. Group. Really, so I, yeah. really, yeah. Morgan Moses is Very mediocre. Good. I don't. Who's the best? The best lineman is the rookie, Elijah Vera Tucker. George Fant, come on, get out of here! Don't give me that. He's. He's ben good. Rotten's a very good guard, and Morgan Moses is a pretty good right tackle. So I, I can't hear that they're not good. Uh, George Fant's problem is that he. Well, no, no, no. He's starting because their other tackle. Makai Becton's injured. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's the backup. So yeah, no, he's not great. But uh, Connor McGovern's perfectly fine center. Um, it's not. It's not as horrible as some other O lines. Is all I'm saying. Uh, I've just. He's had Jameson Crowder, Denzel Mims, who was a first round pick. Um, uh, but Denzel Mims, eh, I mean, I haven't seen Elijah much from Moore him. Elijah Moore was a second-round pick uh, this year. Corey Davis is back. I mean, Elijah Moore's been injured, so hasn't been playing. Okay, Jamison Crowder's been injured, so hasn't been playing until this week. Corey Davis was nicked up until two weeks ago. So half the season. Uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I've just seen nothing that shows me Zach Wilson's good. Nah. Uh, we'll see. All right. Maybe maybe he'll turn out to be okay, but uh, I haven't seen anything that makes me think he'll be good. I've I've seen and I've seen enough of like some of the plays he makes, like not just with his mobility, but his arm. Like he can throw it in tight spots. And uh, look, he's gonna have to learn because he's a rookie, and this is a hard way to learn because he's gonna have to play the Bills twice. He's gonna have to play that Dolphins defense twice. He's gonna have to play that Patriots defense twice. That's going to be a rough lesson this year. He's not going to do well this year. But I think with Makai Becton coming back next year, hopefully un, uh, under underweight, or not underweight, but at weight uh, and in shape, and adding a few more pieces because they're going to have some early draft picks, then I think they still have Seattle's first-round pick this year too. So they're going to be able to add some more things to it. And I think once they build up that offense – They've got stuff on that defense and with Robert Sala that they'll be solid. But that's next year. Let's get back to this week. So Browns at Vikings. The Vikings were getting two points. The over-under was 51.5. I took Vikings and over. You took Browns and over. I thought this was going to be a big shootout. Of course, we both did. 51.5, we both said over. Um, the Browns ended up winning 14-7. to uh, so the Vikings would have needed seven points, and the total score was 21. So it was definitely under. Uh, Vikings 
this is a weird one, but Vikings, I think, are going to be competitive against a lot of teams this year. Their defense is a little bit better than I thought it was going to be. I'm shocked that their offense didn't do better. Granted, the Browns have a good defense, and with a lot of new players, they're starting to figure things out, and I think that defense is only going to get better as the season goes on. Um, but the Vikings are a good they're a good offense, too. I think Kirk Cousins, I feel like, doesn't get enough credit for how good he really is. Um, if you look at his last... So every year he's been with Minnesota... Uh, he has thrown his completion percentage 60 almost 69 67 69 70 in uh, the last one two three four five six seasons he's uh, he's thrown over 4,000 yards uh, every time except for once and almost through 5,000 times 5,000 yards for Washington 2016 he's a good quarterback but it feels weird to say yeah, I mean, I get why people don't want to admit it, but um, yeah, I think he's he's been a pretty solid quarterback for the last four years. Uh, you know, saying that he's the reason they don't go to the Super Bowl or something, uh, I don't buy it. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, this game specifically, yeah, it was rough. He was at about fifty percent completion rate uh, percentage, but um, Denzel Ward was playing really good football for the first time in a while. Uh, Grant Delpit was really uh, in the wood out there. Um, so yeah, overall, I thought their secondary was playing pretty solid. They had a, they had a, a key pick uh, by Greedy Williams, which is really knocked up by Grant Delpit. Um, and then a bunch of passes defensed uh, last night, a couple batted passes by Malik Jackson. Um, so overall, I mean, their defense is playing pretty darn solid football. Um, and I think Clowney, I saw, got hurt at the very end. Uh, he looked like he was in a lot of pain holding his ankle or his knee. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's worrisome for them as a, as a defensive unit. But, yeah, I think I think Kirk Cousins is a pretty darn good player. I think it's hurting him a lot that Dalvin Cook is not playing at 100%. Yeah. Um, because they just keep letting him run the football anyway. They tried to move to Anthony Madison. Alex, 10 times Alexander from, Madison, Anthony's brother. Alexander Madison. Why do I keep calling him that? Um, yeah, anyway, on 10 carries, he averaged two yards a carry. Uh, the longest run he could muster was six yards. Uh, I mean, Dalvin great. Cook, not much better. Nine attempts for 34 yards. Yeah, 3.8 yards a carry. A lot better than two. Um, but still, yeah, he's not playing 100%. And they're going to have to find ways to get him healthy and, and playing as, you know, as well as he used to. Because that's that's the missing link in their game plan, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Browns... The Browns' defense is really who to credit here. They, they shut down that run. And with the Vikings, that's kind of who they are. They use that run to set up the pass with Dalvin Cook. Like you said, he's a little nicked up. And they've got the horses for passing. Um, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, K.J. Osborne, looks like he's going to be good. Tyler Conklin's been doing well with Irv Smith out. And uh, even D.D. Westbrook has had a step up, stepped up here and there when they needed him to. But they just that Browns defense is really, really good. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. They're going to be for the rest of the year. I think the Browns are going to start. Well, what is their actual record now? Are they two and two or are they three and one now? The Browns are three and one and I believe leading the division. Yeah. So, uh, no, they're not. Uh, The Bengals are three and one as well. My God. 
Yeah, yeah. Right, and our, yeah as are the Ravens. Ravens. They're all three and one, except for the stupid Lily Steelers, who are one and three. <laughs> that is just nuts. Yeah. So yeah, they they showed the Bengals at the top of the uh, of the standings for some reason. I don't know what makes them higher up the other two. Strength of schedule, whatever. Who cares? But uh, yeah, I just thought that was pretty hilarious to see them at the top. Um, but yeah, I look forward to seeing more of the Browns. I think they're going in the right direction, and they're going to start firing on all cylinders here by, you know, the next week or two, and they're going to start becoming pretty tough to beat. Yeah, well, and they're built for the playoffs too. They've got a good run game. They got a good defense. I don't know that I trust Baker. Baker is still. If you're the Browns, what do you do? Because you either have to give him a contract this year, because this is his last year. He'll get a contract, or you move on. But yeah, like, he'll get a contract. He'll get one. I mean, but how much do you offer him? He's going to get paid. About, I, I know he's not. He's not a dynamic quarterback like some of the others. But he's he's going to get paid. He's going to get. He's. It's like Kirk Cousins. He's just good enough where you can't bank on the fact that you're going to be able to do better. And they're already on. They're already built with a playoff team. So you can't go jack up, jack up, and and end up with Davis Mills as your quarterback. You know what I mean? So they're gonna. That would be. Sad. They're gonna. They're gonna pay him. They're gonna pay him not what Watson and Mahomes got, um, which was what around 40, 40 mm-hmm. plus. Mm-hmm. I say I say he signed somewhere in the thirty-seven million dollar year range, um, and they'll they'll lock him up for four to five years, and they're gonna be stuck with him because it's it's the best bad. It's the best option. They have. It's not even a bad option. It's just it's the. It's not the best bad option they have. It's the worst good option they have. <laughs> Fair enough. And that's, you know what I mean. That's that's just right where they're at. They're, they're, if they're if there's an easy path to doing better, if they had Russell Wilson on the phone or Aaron Rodgers on the phone, and he said, "I love your team, and I'm coming to y'all no matter what," then great. But there's no way that's happening. So, uh, yeah, I think they lock him up four year deal, coming up here around thirty seven million a year. Fair enough. Ooh, 37 a year. My God. Yep. Doesn't deserve yep. that. Okay. I know. Uh, let's move on and uh, be forced to talk about the Colts at the Dolphins. The Colts were getting two points. The over-under is 42.5. I had Dolphins and over. You had Colts and over. Honestly, I didn't want to touch this one with a 10-foot pole. Um, you ended up winning the spread because the final score was Colts 27-17. to 17. The Dolphins would have needed 10 points, and the total score was 44 so it was over. Um, boy, this is two bad offenses that ended up beating two defenses that were supposed to be good going into the year. The The Colts and Dolphins had really good defenses last year, and neither seemed to be doing very, very well this year. Um, I These two teams also seem very similar. I like both the coaches. Um, they both are supposed to have good defenses, very patchwork O-line. The Colts due to uh, left tackle retiring and uh, their you know, star left guard being injured all season. And they both need better quarterbacks. Wentz, Wentz uh, continues to struggle. 30, 30, 24 for 32, 228 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, not bad for him, but if you saw a lot of the passes, there was a lot of screens. It just it, it looked ugly. Two sacks for him. Jacoby Brissett was just... Frustrated all day. 20 for 30, 199 yards, two touchdowns, sacked three times. Um, and then a lot of what makes Brissett good is that he can scramble, and they kind of contain that. He only had three rushing attempts for eight yards, couldn't really do anything. Uh, their entire, the Dolphins rushing just got shut down. 
I think they had a grand total of looks like about 35 yards rushing, which is rough. Uh, on the other side, Jonathan Taylor continues to be good. Uh, 103 yards and a touchdown. Um, yeah, I, neither of these teams are going to be great. It's going to be hard to have to watch both of them. You know, it just shows you uh, what happens when you bank on rookie O-linemen, in my opinion, mm -hmm. because I think we both had the Dolphins on paper being way better because we were pretty excited about the rookie O-linemen that they had drafted. Um, and much like New York Giants, they didn't necessarily work out. Mm -hmm. So, you know, uh, Austin Jackson uh, has not been great. No. Uh, and that, did he just get hurt? I think I saw... Um, and then Greg Little came in. Liam Eikenberg has not been great. Eh, he's Greg a rookie. Mann. Liam Eikenberg's a rookie, and he's playing guard. Like he's used to playing tackle. So I, I'll give right. him. I give him a little bit of a break, but I agree. Yeah, you can't. I'm just saying this year, like he was never going to be great because mm -hmm. he was a rookie. Robert Hunt is on his second year, his sophomore season at, at right guard, uh, as an early second round pick. We thought he'd be better, and then the right tackle is gross. So <laughs> with Jesse Davis. So Ooh, their center kind of thought, their center is Greg Mance. Yeah, their center got hurt. Um can't remember who it was now. Uh it's been a bit. Yeah, but, I know. Uh, I have to but go anyway. Michael Dieter? I, I can't remember. Uh one of them got hurt. And um yeah. So they just they just haven't been good. So yeah, thirty five yards rushing is horrendous. Um especially against a, a team like the Colts where you had a shot at winning. Um, but, uh, yeah, they didn't. Jacoby Brissett was getting some, uh, getting his revenge game in and did nothing with it. Uh, 199 yards, two touchdowns, uh, sacked a few times, had a couple of runs for eight total yards. Uh, yeah, it just wasn't good. Uh, and then, and then highlighted all Will Fuller hurt again. Mm -hmm. I mean, as always hurt again. Um, Jalen Waddle only managed three catches. It just and, and Devontae Parker dropped five catches. That that was rough. Yeah. So yeah, I don't believe in this team as much as I did. Uh, if ever there's a team that needs to run, not walk, but run for Deshaun and his offense, because um, I really think they have a shot to be really good in this division. Yeah. Um, if they if they had an elite quarterback, which they do not, uh, Colts. Yeah, I, I had a feeling they were going to win just because of the vet coaching and the vet players and uh, just not believing in Brissett. So, yeah, um, yeah you're right. not too surprising. All right, then let's not talk about that anymore. Let us move on no. to uh, a much better game. The Panthers at the Cowboys. The Panthers are getting four and a half. The over-under is 51 and a half. We both took Cowboys because we, we knew better. Uh, I took the over, you took the under. Uh, this was one of my confidence picks, and I was right on both. Uh, it was the Cowboys, and it was over. Final score being 36-28 to 28 Cowboys. The Panthers would have needed eight points instead of the four and a half they got, and the total score was 64. Um, the Cowboys actually have a pretty good defense, despite all the injuries they've had. Uh, Trayvon Diggs has turned out to be really good. Uh, Superstar. Yeah, uh, he's been a two picks. Yeah, he's been a really good corner. He's had to go up against some really good uh, wide receivers, and he shut them down. Now, granted, the Panthers, the Panthers' biggest weak spot is their offensive line. It's really, really bad. And if anyone's got a decent defense, they're going to give them struggles. And you saw Sam Darnold was having to run for his life for a lot of it. He ended up running six times 
for 35 yards and two touchdowns because he's a really good quarterback despite you want to giving him credit. Uh, threw 26 for 39 attempts, 300 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. But again, he, he was on the run. He couldn't really do much. Um, Dak Prescott is having a killer season. Uh, only had to f- throw 14 times for 188 yards, but did it for four touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, and uh, scrambled for another 35. Yeah, that was, that was, in my opinion, the the dream outcome for the Cowboys' offense and what they had been trying to be building mm-hmm. is getting that 140 yards out of Zeke. You know, Prescott being able to actually throw the ball around. Uh, Cooper, Dalton Schultz, Cedric Wilson. Uh, Jarwin all caught touchdowns. Uh, CD Lamb actually the only one that didn't. Uh, yeah, I know. I had him on my so, fantasy team. Yeah, so he they they really did a great job of spreading the ball around as they always wanted to, even without Godwin in the game. So yeah, man, that was Dak Prescott is turning it on. He's doing what he always wanted to do, and people don't want to hear this because everyone wanted to poop on McCarthy, uh, including me, including me, but. We also did judge him on one year with Andy Dalton as quarterback. So uh, he's got Dak back this year, and he's playing like mad. Uh, I think they're three and one, right? And their and their only uh, their only loss was almost beating the Buccaneers uh, uh, at the top of their game. Yep, they're three and one to to lead the division. Uh, They're gonna win the division. I I still don't care for Mike McCarthy as a head coach. I think Kellen Moore has done a really good job as offensive coordinator. Uh, I think Dan Quinn has done a really good job as defensive coordinator. Granted, that was a low bar to clear after the last defensive coordinator. Um, and they've got, there's talent on there. I mean, having Trayvon Diggs as the corner and then getting Micah Parsons, who can play anything. He can play linebacker, but they've been playing him in as pass rusher, and he's done a really good job. They've got a lot of talent point. there. At what point, though, do you give coach credit to the coach? Because when he stops making big, stupid uh, time management issues, uh, he's winning games. Is all I'm saying. He's winning games. Yeah, he picked his staff. Uh, Dak his and that doing, talent. His staff's doing. He picked his staff. His staff's doing great. He didn't he pick his staff. Good. No, no, he didn't pick his staff because Kellen Moore was. Uh, they they said you got to keep him after uh, Garrett after Jason Garrett left. They said, we want to keep Kellen Moore as offensive coordinator when he came in. He brought, and then Mike McCarthy brought in his buddy as defense coordinator, who was god-awful. So he had to go out and get somebody. Well, Dan Quinn was available because he just got fired from the Falcons, and he's a really good defense coordinator, so they brought him in. I, this is this feels like very, this doesn't feel like Mike McCarthy. And do you think in the house of Jarrah that he's the one calling the shots on a lot of this stuff? I don't feel like he is. At least not for staff. I mean, people... I don't think Jarrah has that much to do with it anymore, to be honest. I think he's backing up a bit. I think he's letting Steven handle all the GM abilities, and I think Jerry's just handling everything as an owner. Uh, as, as in, like, I think Jerry's is way more involved with the actual NFL, the TV rights, those kinds of things. And I think he's allowing the Cowboys to be run by Steven now that he's getting much older. And he even said almost as much in the press conference of, uh, a few weeks back. That one famous one where he was crying right before. Right in time for hard knocks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, okay, but was, he's still, but it's still like Mike stage. McCarthy. That's I, I still think you're giving a lot of credit to Mike McCarthy where it is in Okay. Due. Um, okay, but but even before the season started, it was interesting because you went off about how the Cowboys have no talent on defense. I didn't think uh, they did. Well, I didn't think you, they had any talent in the secondary. Uh, they moved Keanu okay. Neal to to more of a, I think he's been more of a linebacker. Um, 
And then Micah Parsons has moved to the edge rusher because I wasn't sure where they were going to have talent for that. But no, they've done well. They've had a lot more talent than I think the than I thought Basham they were going to have. Yeah, Terrell Basham. Yeah, Basham had another sack. Uh, Randy Gregory had two sacks, two tackles for loss. Uh, well, who's Parsons seen, got a who sack. Who saw Randy Gregory stepping up? Not Randy Gregory. Yeah, no. Yeah, I mean, he, he well, he just kept getting. He was always good. He just kept getting uh, suspended for dumb stuff. Um, so finally, seems like he got his stuff together for I mean, now at it's least. Been seven, it's um, been six years. Yeah, and then uh, and then their other corner, uh, I'm blanking on his name, Brown. Anthony Brown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three passes defensed. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. So, yeah, overall it was a really good game, but but also Sam Darnold was was an animal as well. So it's not like they they shut him down or anything, mm-hmm. but. Uh, Darnold got his four touchdowns, and to me, this was the game that showed what you and I have been saying about Sam Darnold to the Panthers. Um, he's the perfect fit there for that offense. They had no Christian McCaffrey, even though they didn't pull this one out against a markedly better. I'm going to say it out loud. You're going to be angry. I'm going to be angry, and we're going to cry about it a little bit. But the Cowboys are a Super Bowl team. Yeah, uh, I'm calling it right now. I think they're a Super Bowl team. I don't think they beat the Rams. Uh, I think they. I think at minimum they get to the championship game. Fair enough. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, so, uh, uh, but Darnold, um, yeah, I just hit 300 yards passing, uh, another 35 uh, rushing, you know, four total touchdowns. He He's the, a perfect fit for this system, even without McCaffrey. And I think if McCaffrey had been in the game, it might have gone a different way. Um, can't say for sure, but I think it, it might have gone a different way. It, he uh, still he still moves the line. Having McCaffrey in still is a that I mean that's your best offensive weapon. Taking out your best offensive weapon and don't forget they also don't have J.C. Horn, who is their first round pick cornerback this year, and that also yeah, makes a big, a big difference for sure. Yeah, that's a big one for sure. But uh, again, Cowboys still played really well regardless. Both Agreed. both teams did. This was one of my favorite games of the week. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, it was good. Let's move on to a surprisingly. Uh, fun to watch game. I don't know if to call it good, but the Giants at the Saints. This is our second overtime game of the week. Uh, the Giants were getting seven points. The over-under is 41.5. I took Giants and under. The Saints are not that good. The Giants are not that bad. And seven points is too much. Uh, you took Saints and under. I was right. The Giants won 27-21 to 21 in overtime, but they were not under. Uh, it went into overtime. It ended up being a combined 48 points uh if it hadn't gone into overtime if it, they would have just tied and left it at uh, 20 to 21 to 21 it would have been under but the overtime gets you um saquon is back on track i know this because i had to play against him this week in fantasy which hurt me daniel jones might be one of the most frustrating players to evaluate um so he did he, he threw his second interception of the year, but this this one was for a hail mary right before the half. I, it was just to go up and, and get it. I you know I don't really blame him for that. Uh, other than that, twenty eight for forty, four hundred two yards and two touchdowns. Uh, on the other side, Jameis Winston seventeen for twenty three and a touchdown, two hundred twenty six yards. Again, he's very weird to kind of evaluate in this. That's a weird offense. I don't get it. Um, Saquon. Only 52 rushing yards and a touchdown, but in the passing game, uh, 74 yards and another touchdown. They you were, know, yep. that you say that, but and, and you're right. I mean, I, so I have him. I benched him in one of my leagues. Um, felt bad, but you know what? Not that bad because 
he got a 54 yard screen pass in yep. the fourth quarter. Yeah. That if not for that, not only would he be only 75 yards of total offense, he also wouldn't have gotten that last uh, uh, 10 yard touchdown, which was an overtime. So True. he was very close to ending that game with 65 yards of total offense until that screen pass game. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he did get it. So it's hard, you know what I mean? It's hard to take that away from him. But uh, he scared me late into the fourth quarter. He still was doing nothing. So I I find it hard to say he's back. Yeah, um, that's fair. Can he do that again? Maybe. Yeah. Uh, but I wouldn't count on a 55-yard screen pass every game. I, I, I'm still benching him next week until I see some consistency. Okay, fair enough. Um, Daniel Jones, yeah, I don't know. He's I, – I think he's – Good. I don't know what to yeah, do with that. It's so weird. Um, he's it's having confusing. he's having a really good season. Uh, right. Let's see. This season he is sixty six point seven percentage complete completed percentage. Uh, Eleven hundred yards, four touchdowns, one interception. I think, and the one interception was this one game. I thought he'd thrown two, unless these stats are not updated. Um, I think this he has thrown two. But he's been, he's been good. Uh, it's weird. It's weird to say, but I don't know. He hasn't fumbled as much. I don't know what you do with him. If you're the Giants, what do you do? Like, do you go get another quarterback after the season? Hmm. I mean, not if it costs you too much. I, I, I think they have bigger issues, believe it or not, than quarterback. I, yeah. I feel like from what I'm watching, he's good enough to do better. If he and and all of them as a whole, if they could just get a better O line, agreed. And, and again, you and I were really excited about that O line. We thought that they they finally. I mean, we can't say they didn't put the draft capital in, right? Yeah. They tried. Um, these players are not working out for whatever reason, whether it's coaching, whether it's lack of development, or that just they weren't the best players to begin with. I, I'm not sure, um, but it's not working. So they've got to find a way to make it work, and whether that's Sometimes it's simple, man. Sometimes they can just plug a, you know, a veteran and a left guard, and suddenly everything just falls into place with somebody who can, you know, help coach him up, you know, the tackle in the center up from the line. You, you never know. I'm just, uh, it could be something simple, or it could be a total overhaul. I have no idea, um, but I just know it's not working. And a better line will make Daniel Jones better. It'll make Saquon Barkley better. Um, open up that whole offense for him. Um, I do think that one of the big takeaways for me was that Kenny Galladay, Kenny Galladay uh, finally had a coming out party last week, mm -hmm. or, or this week. So he had a 116 yards. I, I'm trying to remember off the top of my yep. head. but uh, Six for 116. Yeah. Uh, yeah also, so Kadarius Tony, who I was trying to talk you yeah. into him going into the draft. You're like, I don't know. He's kind of small. I don't know. He's kind of small. Six for 78. And I think he's going to be he's going to be really good uh, for that team, especially with Sterling Shepard being out and Darius Slayton both are injured, so Kadarius Tony had to step up, and they got Evan Ingram back. Although I've never been high on on Ingram. Yeah, I, I don't know why Evan Ingram's been. He dropped like he had one good. He had one good. No, he had one good season. His rookie season, he was really good, and after that, he has a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of drops. Okay, we'll see. yeah, if you say so, <laughs> I, I say so. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna fight for Kevin for Evan Ingram. But, okay. Uh, he seemed to be he seemed to be a playmaker whenever I watch him play games, um, but yeah. The, either way, the, 
Ben Bredesen um, needs to needs to I don't know maybe get replaced by somebody here coming up pretty soon, uh, whether it's a free agent or something. But uh, but yeah, they've got to they got to get better play out of Andrew Thomas. They got to get better pay out of Ben Bredesen somehow, um, and maybe Billy Price will be better when he has you know good play on both sides of him. Um, but that's that's the best they can hope for, and they got to do something quick. Well, they so they uh, I guess it was two years ago they got Shane Lemieux, they got Matt Pert, and they got Andrew Thomas, who we all thought. Well, we you and I both thought Matt Pert and Shane yep. Lemieux were going to be really good. Andrew Thomas, I thought there were better tackles out there than him that they could have gotten. Um, he has not done well. They have to bring Nate Solder out there again at right tackle, who was bad last year. So, uh, yeah, I, I think we're in agreement. It's the offensive line. I don't know what you, I don't know how because the, it seems like none of them are good. But yeah, you definitely have to improve that. Let, Let's not forget that mm-hmm. they planned on playing Zach Fulton, and then he went and retired on them like two days before the season started. Oh yeah, well, <laughs> eh, that's Zach Fulton. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that wasn't going to solve all your problems. The next game is the Chiefs at the Eagles. The Eagles are getting seven points. The over/under is fifty-four and a half. We both took Chiefs and under. This is one of your confidence picks. Um, yeah, of course the Chiefs won. They ended up winning forty-two to twenty, and I don't even know if that was that close. And uh, the neither of us won the over or under because uh, it went over by a lot, sixty-two. Um, yeah, it's, you had the Eagles at one point, didn't you? I did. I, I, think, oh, I, thought I don't it, think so. Yeah, at first you picked the Eagles, and then you switched to the Chiefs pretty early on. I, oh, I that must have been a mistake then. Oh, yeah, then yeah, I, must have, I, uh, I must have been out of my mind and put something looking at something else. You must have, because I'm sitting there going, oh, my God, is he just handing this one to me? This one's awesome. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, yeah, they uh, – you know what? Hurts played yeah, – I still don't like him. Still don't like him. Yeah. But Hurts uh, played way better than I expected. Um, it was – Still some garbage time in there, but uh, but the Chiefs are now two and two, I believe. And uh, there was some time during this game that uh, I was getting a little worried <laughs> about our bet. I mean, I, I was I was genuinely getting worried. Like my God, that the Chiefs are not playing well yet again. And then for whatever reason, Mahomes and Tyree Kill just started clicking like they normally do. Um, I think part of it though was the Eagles did a really good job keeping Kelsey out of the game. Um, yeah. And that, that that went a long way towards stopping Mahomes. Um, you know, once his, his favorite target's taken away, that you know, they're hurt. But Tyreek Hill caught 11 of the 12 passes there on his way. 186 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, he almost beat him by himself. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is, you have to, you have to decide. Am I going to shut down Kelsey or am I going to shut down Tyreek Hill? That's kind of how, because that's kind of how this... Kansas City offense works. They decided decided to do it with Travis Kelsey. They don't really have the secondary to shut down Tyreek Hill or to do anything out there, um, and that's how yeah that's how he ends up going off. Clyde Edwards Hilaire had a better game. He had uh, 14 rushing attempts for 102 yards, and then his first right his first hundred yard game. Yeah, this is the first hundred yard game, and then they started. I mean. They started using him a little bit more in the receiving game. He had two receptions for 12 yards, but one of which was a touchdown. One of, and I think it was it was a shovel pass touchdown. Um, yep. It's there's their defense is not good. Uh, not good. the Chiefs defense struggles a lot. Um, 
they're gonna have to they're gonna mm-hmm. struggle with some good teams. Yeah, I'm kind of stumbled over because I'm looking at this. I'm looking at their their division. I mean, the Raiders are three and zero play tonight. The Broncos are three and one, although they kind of look like they're Fugazi. Uh, the Chargers are two and one, but probably better than that. They play tonight against the Raiders, so we'll see what happens there. Um, you could have you could have all teams being three and one except for the Chiefs, who are two and two, and I think they're gonna. That's gonna be a tough division to end up winning. I don't know that the Chiefs will end up winning it, at, whereas before it was kind of a, almost a given. Well, let me say, let me give props to an Eagles team who played a ter- who played, admittedly, as you just said, a really bad Chiefs defense this year mm-hmm. for some reason. Uh, again, they they lost nobody. They actually only gained players. Don't know how they've taken that that stumble backwards. You know, like we were talking about earlier. But uh, Jalen Hurts, three hundred and eighty-seven passing yards, two touchdowns, no picks. Uh, ran for another 47 yards on eight carries. Mm-hmm. Uh, did fumble once, but that's, that's his only negative play. Kenneth Gainwell, your boy, uh, yeah. 58 yards in the passing game, another 31 with a touchdown in the rushing game. Uh, so, yeah, about 90 yards and a touchdown for, for Gainwell. So this, is, this has been a day of rookies. Uh, Devontae Smith, about seven catches for 122 yards uh, for them. So, yeah, I mean, they're, their rookies are playing really well. Um, and that's that's really something that they needed badly out of this team. Jalen Rager, still a big, not much. Yeah. Uh, I really thought he would be better, uh, especially with good players around him, which he now has. Um, but he's still really not showing to be a major part of their offense in any way. Um, Miles Sanders was wildly ineffective. Uh, seven carries, 13 yards, 1.9 yards a carry. Uh, but overall, I mean, the... the the Eagles had a pretty decent week, and I'm impressed, i got to say. Yeah, they started using their tight ends a little bit more this game. Uh, six receptions for Ertz for 60, five receptions for Goddard for 56 and a touchdown. Uh, and then Devontae Smith, seven receptions for 122 yards. They're, they're starting. This was a good week to get that passing game going against that week. Chiefs secondary. I, I'll be honest. I, I did not think much of Sirianni going into this or the Eagles. I'm impressed with with what they put together on the field with what they have. Um, they're getting progressively older on both sides of the line. And um, I did not think much of Jalen Hurts. I still don't think the Eagles think much of him uh, just because they, I mean, they went and traded for Gardner Minshew before the season. And they've been in talks with the Texans about Deshaun Watson for a while. It's not... You know, it's no big secret that they don't want him, but he keeps he keeps kind of coming up and doing doing his thing. So good for him. But you know, the Eagles are not going to be good. But they there's there's a foundation there that I'm interested to see what they look like next year. Well, they said as of yesterday in a press conference that the Eagles are no longer in on Deshaun Watson, okay. and they're happy. They've decided they're happy with Jalen Hurts. So it took one good game. <laughs> And they're and they're dashing their hopes at a franchise QB and and pinning it all on uh, Jalen Hurts for 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 almost almost beating that uh, that Lily Chiefs defense. So uh, maybe they really do start. They are starting to believe in them. Who knows? We'll see. Yeah. Uh, now for a very difficult subject: the Texans at the Bills. The Texans were getting a whopping seventeen and a half points. Wouldn't be enough. Uh, over under a forty-seven. <laughs> This one, I thought, when I saw it, I was thinking of what you thought when you assumed I put down Eagles. Uh, I took the Bills in over. 
as I made sense, you took the Texans and over. This was yeah. one of your confidence yep, yep, yep. picks. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. So, uh, Jesus. Uh, so, <laughs> let me start with where I was at. <laughs> My thoughts were uh, Bills are going to be beating him so bad, so easily. Uh, they're going to rush the football a lot and, and just run out the clock. And they don't have a good rushing game. Uh, so, th- they'd get up like 28 to 0, and, uh, and we'd get a garbage time touchdown. And. Uh, you know, maybe a field goal or something, and 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 be within 18 points, uh, out of out of pure luck. Uh, that did not happen. Uh, didn't come close to happening. Uh, what I did not predict, I'll tell you this: this is what I did not predict. Four interceptions by Davis Mills. I did not think he would be good. I thought he'd get sacked a lot uh, because that uh, that defense or the edge rushers for Buffalo are unreal. They're really, really, really good. Um, so I expected that. I did not expect all the picks. Uh, the picks were also in our red zone. So we handed the ball over four times <laughs> for Buffalo to be starting from the red zone. So 28 points were just handed right to him on a silver platter. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's no way you can recover from that. Um, he was only sacked three times. But, uh, yeah, that was that was an ugly game. Cooks was a lone bright spot. <laughs> Uh, on offense, uh, defensively, this is really weird. To um, this is really weird, but the defense seemed to play really pretty well all the way up until you know just the barrage of interceptions by Davis Mills. I mean, they there were three. How many? How many uh, field goals did the Bills kick? I think they the, were. There was like four. Um. Yeah, they kicked. Yeah, they. Yes. That's true. They did do the defense. The thing is, the defense is not for as bad as the offense is. The defense has done a good job of the bend don't break, and just giving up field goals. You kind of saw this with Lovey Smith, and that that he's always kind of had. It seems like a lot of people have said an outdated defense with that that cover two, but they're really good at just giving up little stuff across the middle, and they don't let you convert in the red zone. And also, they're good at. Uh, I don't think takeaways. they were even doing that. I mean, I mean, for for a lot of it, I mean, they had to have almost set a record for the amount of times Buffalo was able to start within their own fifty. Yeah, you know, I mean, they they kept having to punt from deep in their own end zone, you know, where they were almost touching out of bounds. The the punter as he's kicking, um, and then they'd recover like at the fifty yard line, and the Texans would just straight up stop them three and out, or one first down, and then and then and then get them out but they just happened to be within field goal distance already when they got the ball so i mean there were there were a lot of tough stops over and over and over again in the first half where you're like my god this defense is playing out of their mind considering you know that that the very next play after they finally come off the field bill mills turns the ball over again and they have to run right back out on the field i mean they were exhausted yeah um but but i honestly this was the most impressive 40 yard (laughs) Their forty-point defensive performance I've ever seen. I was just sitting there going, "My God, if they had a halfway decent quarterback, they could just hold on to the dang ball. Mm-hmm. Um, they would have lost as we all expected, but they probably Buffalo probably would have put up about twenty-four points, um, and and we probably wouldn't put up more than ten. But uh, yeah, that was that was it, ugly. It really I mean, uh, Desmond King forced a fumble. Terrace Mitchell forced a fumble. Uh, there was Lonnie a Johnson had Lonnie an interception. Johnson. Yeah. Yeah, there were uh, merciless. Actually, got a sack. I didn't think that was possible. Uh, 
uh, Desmond King again tackle for loss as a corner. Gregor Hill got another tackle for loss. I mean, there there was a lot of solid plays, solid tackles. They just weren't giving up big plays. Um, it's just unfortunately by the end of the game they were so exhausted there was just nothing they could do to stop anything. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I gotta be honest, no, David Smills is bad. Uh, I don't know if we said it already, but cool. 11 for 21 for 87 yards and four interceptions. I think this is the worst performance of quarterback. Afraid of fumbled. And a fumble. Um, and a fumble. He, this is, I think this is the worst quarterback performance um, since they started keeping track uh, in the Super Bowl era. It's really, really bad. Yeah. Now, he is bad, but he's a third-round rookie who came out too early from Stanford. Everyone in Houston knew he was not ready until next year. Before the season started, I was like, I'm not even going to talk about the guy because he's not ready. I think if Tyrod was in there, it would have been better. But the real culprit of why this was so bad is that offensive line, which makes – there's no excuses. There's it, there's two first-rounders on there. Actually, Laramie Tunsil was – they gave up two first-rounds to get that first-rounder. So you can even say that mm-hmm. he's two first-round picks. Um Howard is a first-round pick. Uh, Sharping is a second-round pick. Uh, it's there's no excuse for that offensive line to a be so to give up so much in pass protection. But then the running game was awful. Uh, granted, it's a bunch of older running backs. I like to see what it, what it is with a decent running back. Uh, despite you telling me how great Philip Lindsay is, he went four attempts for negative one yard uh, and averaged negative point two five yards. But He's in good company. He wasn't the only running back to average negative yards. Rex Burkhead went one for negative one. It's Yeah, well, I mean, this whole game plan was they're stacking the box and they're just crushing the, the running backs up the middle because they know, they know that we're running up the middle over and over and over and over and over because we have no faith in Davis Mills. Until finally, they make Davis Mills get behind by so much he has to throw. And then he plays exactly into the hands of what the defense wants. And let me let me mention, it wasn't just Davis Mills. Jordan Akins fumbled twice, uh, once running the ball and once on a pass. There were seven turnovers. Yeah, seven. Uh, that's almost every series ending in a in a turnover. Um, and that's all they had to do was just 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 collapse the pocket. Uh, bringing max pressure from everywhere and plugging in, and bringing the linebackers in the middle and just letting Davis Mills throw into cover, double coverage like an idiot. And uh, I mean, he throws some, he made some really boneheaded decisions, but also, also, <laughs> as bad as the O line was, because there were definitely some inexcusable plays where I was watching and they're just, you know, letting them into the backfield way too early. They're also, I mean, I remember counting four or five times minimum in the limited amount of the game I could stomach to watch where Mills drops back and he's got a clean pocket for like eight seconds. And then until they finally collapse and sack the guy. And I'm like, Oh my God. Like they were talking about his release being quick and it is quick. It is quick. Once he makes the decision to throw his release is quick, but he was taking all day to make the decision to throw. And that's part of the problem. It wasn't all the problem. But it was definitely a big part of it. I think the other part is that they figured out that they can just blitz that right side. And I don't think Marcus Cannon is any good. No. Uh, yeah, you saw a lot of screens coming out of Mills after a while. They just don't have yeah. any. They just don't trust him. This is going to, until Tyrod comes back, it's going to be difficult to, to watch the Texans. I forget who they have to pay, play next week, but my really? God, it's going to be 
not pretty. We don't have to wonder if they're if, if Davis is going to keep the starting spot and, and wonder what's going to happen with Tyrod. Tyrod's coming back. <laughs> so the next defense immediately. Yeah. So the next defenses the Texans have to play are the Patriots. That's going to be tough. The Colts in Indy. That's not going to be good. Um, Those are both Mill, Mills games, right? Yeah. Because I think Tyrod can't come back to week seven. Yeah, um, against the Cardinals and then the Rams. <laughs> and speaking of which, that's our next game, is the Cardinals at the Rams. The Cardinals were getting four points. The over-under is 55. We both took the Rams because why wouldn't you? Uh, I took the over. You took the under. Uh, the only thing we were right about is I got the over on that one, the final score being 37-20 to 20 Cardinals. It wasn't even that close. The Rams would have needed 17 points to cover, and the total score was 57. Um Stafford was under pressure the entire time, which is surprising. This is the most pressure I've seen him be under, and it was against an Arizona Cardinals defense that's kind of been all over the map. They had they came out like gangbusters in the first the first week with the five sacks just from Chandler Jones alone, and then they blew it in the second week. And now against the Rams, who is my pick to win the Super Bowl, and I still don't I still don't have a problem with that. Uh, they were, he was running for his life the entire time. Uh, the Matt Stafford ended up going 26 for 41, two touchdowns and interception for 280 yards. On the other side, Kyler Murray, 24 for 32, 268 yards, two touchdowns. And then he ran for uh, 39 more yards. The big thing that helped was Chase Edmonds. Their run game actually started getting going. Uh, Chase Edmonds had 120 yards rushing. But then James Conner came in uh, in the end zone with two touchdowns and 50 yards rushing. And then Chase Edmonds, another four attempts for 19 yards. A.J. Green and Max Williams were their leading receivers. And then Chase Edmonds. DeAndre Hopkins, we all knew, was injured coming into this. But you never know. You can't tell which of their Arizona Cardinals receivers are going to have the big day. You know DeAndre Hopkins, you assume, is always going to be in there. But sometimes it's Rondell Moore. Sometimes it's Christian Kirk. Sometimes A.J. Green out of nowhere uh, starts playing. And then Max Williams the last two weeks has done well. It's, I guess it's, I mean, it keeps you on your toes. Um, whereas on the other side with the Rams, if you cover Cooper Cup, it throws everything into disarray. It really does. Uh, yeah, I mean, it shouldn't. Van Jefferson is a solid receiver. Robert yeah. Woods is a very solid receiver. Tyler Higby is one of the top tight ends in football. And, and, as much as I'm not a big fan of Daryl Henderson, he's been playing extremely solid. Yep. He, he averaged six and a half yards a carry. Uh, plus, he caught uh, five receptions. Uh, yeah, five catches for 27 yards. The the dude's been playing really good football when I really didn't expect that he could. Um, but the Cardinals, <laughs> the Cardinals offense is just bananas. They're playing extremely well. Um, Chandler Jones wasn't able to be a factor. Was he hurt? Uh, I didn't see that. I, yeah, he must have uh, been nicked up. And they still got a lot of pressure. Well, and J.J. Watt, once again, nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Not even a tackle. He I, did not even have a tackle this game. I think they're just uh, using him to eat up blocks. And then they've got their edge rushers mm-hmm. coming off the side. Because you've seen, like, Chandler Jones. He, I thought he was out there. Mm-hmm. He might have got nicked up early on in the game. Yeah, that that's what I was wondering. I, I didn't see the f- beginning of the first quarter. I wonder yeah. if maybe he got knocked out of there. I'm not too sure, uh, but yeah, I think they're I think they're just using him to eat up blocks. He's not going to be the guy he was before. Um, they got Simmons and Collins who seem to blitz from the inside, and then Chandler Jones is on the outside, 
Um, and Marcus Golden, who is meh, meh, meh. I don't know if you – I haven't really seen much of him do anything. Um, you forced I, a fumble. No, okay, fair enough, and two tackles. All right, neat. Um, yeah, it's – they're going to have to figure out what's going on with that Rams – Offense. I, I see. I, I I like Daryl Henderson. I think he's very good when he's on the field. The problem is he's not on the field that much. He's he's injury prone. Uh, for instance, he just came back this game. He was Nick. He was out last game, and they hadn't worn Sonny Michelle. This is a stumble for the Rams. I don't see them. I don't see them having problems going forward. I think when they play the Cardinals again, it'll be another good game. Well, it'll be a good game. This one was not, but the Cardinals. Undefeated, leading the division. Uh, Rams right underneath at three and one. They, you know, both going into the game three and zero, oh. and then the Seahawks and the 49ers after that. Uh, speaking of which, that is our next game: the Seahawks at the 49ers. The Seahawks getting three points. The over under fifty two. We both had Seahawks. We both have had over. Um, this game went way different than I thought it was going to. So the Seahawks did end up winning twenty eight to twenty one. Uh, the 49ers would have needed seven points, and the total score being 49. So it was, it was just shy of what we we're looking for. Um, I called it though. Four weeks in, Jimmy G would get hurt, and Lance, what Trey Lance would take over. You saw that happen this week. Uh, Trey, uh, Jimmy G gets hurt. Trey Lance comes in. Now, granted, box score. He looked okay because he had two touchdowns and no interceptions, but he was 9 for 18. It was 50% completion, and it was you know 8.7 yards a pass, which is not great, um, and especially in this kind of offense. Uh, now, he did have he did run for 41 yards, and that's what you're going to get from Trey Lance is that he's going to be able to be more mobile. And when things broke down, he kind of he went to running a lot more than... Uh, that he probably will be able to in the future. Um, yeah, one of the touchdowns was a 76-yard reception to Debo Samuel, who was wide open. So, you know, the Trey Lance, the box scores look good. You kind of saw the same thing in preseason. The box scores look good. On the field, it's going to take him a while to learn. Who do you go with the rest of the season, Jimmy G or Trey Lance? Trey Lance. Yeah. Uh, easy, easy to me. Uh, be, because you know already, in my opinion, that Jimmy G's not going to be the guy. He's just not. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the O-line is solid enough to protect Trey Lance uh, for the most part. I mean, not, you know, not perfect, um, but it's a above average O-line um, to the point that uh, Trey Sermon came in and had to be the bell cow, and he did it very effectively, 4.7 yards of carry. Uh, I think that's more to do with the O-line being pretty solid than it is Trey Sermon being solid. Not that I'm saying Sermon can't be good, I just, you know, I think the O-line is good enough to make every running back pretty solid. Yeah. Um, and, and, and to protect Trey Lance. So, yeah, like you said, he ran for 41 yards. He had his 157 yards with two touchdowns, which you're right. Uh, a big part of that was a 76-yard touchdown to, to Debo. Um, and is that repeatable? Probably not. And was it enough to win? No, it wasn't. So, uh, you know, they also played Seattle. And and you got Dan- Dangerous Wilson as they say, uh, out there just throwing bombs. And the first half was one of the worst halves I've ever seen for Russell Wilson. Yeah. Um, which says a lot <laughs> because he's always a really good quarterback. Uh, he was finally able to get Metcalf involved in the second half and he got one off for 65 yards in the touchdown. Um, 
Alex Collins was the starting running back for all intents and purposes. Uh, Chris Carson did have, well, he had he 13 had more carries. carries. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right. But for 2.3 yards of carry, Alex Collins, uh, 10 carries for 4.4 yards of carry and a touchdown, as well as a pair of catches for 34 yards. Um, so he seemed to be more involved on the mo- for the most part. Not sure why. Maybe Carson got nicked up and I didn't notice. Um, but the rest of the, the rest of the team was fairly silent. I mean, Lockett got four catches for twenty four yards. Swain got three. I mean, there just there just wasn't. I mean, he only threw the ball sixteen times. That that's that's nothing for uh, Russell Wilson. I mean, that's that's a really quiet game, and I'm imp- I'm impressed that they ended up pulling it off and winning. Um, and uh, I look forward to seeing just what Russell Wilson can put together for the rest of the season because they're only two and two. Uh, Rams are three and one. Uh, 49ers, I believe, are now two, two and two, two yep. as well, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, and the Cardinals, four and zero. Oh. So I, their season's over as far as within the division. So I don't. I mean, I do you think they can even get a wild card at this point? Yeah. Oh, I Between Rams and Cardinals yeah. being in their division? I don't know. We'll see what happens with the Cardinals. Uh, I think the Cardinals are good. But last year they started off hot. And uh, granted, uh, it was Kyler Murray with the shoulder injury that kind of made them fall apart at the end last year. We're so we're so early in the season. We still have... Each team still has 13 more games to play. Yeah, no, absolutely. And so, it's not over. Yeah, it's, this is a good division. I've seen... I've learned not to count out Russ... Um, what's concerning yeah. here, though, is the thing with the 49ers defense is their secondary is really, really bad. And like you kind of uh, mentioned earlier, the Seahawks wide receivers did not do well. Uh, although, I got to say, that one pass that Russ had to Freddie Swaim in the corner of the end zone, if you haven't seen that, that was nuts. go look it up. It, I, I, don't, I don't know how he got that pass off, and it was just, it was exactly, it couldn't have been anywhere else. It was impressive. Um, but yeah, the Seahawks, and, and it was after escaping an easy sack. Yeah, yeah, uh, it was. It was. I mean, it's Russ doing Russ stuff. Uh, it's not too surprising. Was he falling when he threw that? I felt like he was yeah. falling too. It looked it like nuts. it. Yeah, it's. It was impressive. Yeah, I mean, this was. This was a. I mean, this was not. They both started off slow. It was not. It was a. It was a good game. It was a fun game to watch. The 49ers are putting together. That's two fun games they put in a row. Um, they just. Are not winning them. Uh, that's, and they, but they've been touchdown games both times. Uh, Packers and this one, it's been real close. I think both these teams are going to give people a run for their money. And so it's just so early, and you never know with injuries how things are going to be. Uh, I mean, I didn't think Matt Stafford was going to look, the Rams are going to look that bad. And I don't think the Cardinals' defense is going to be able to sustain that kind of uh, pressure against teams. I think the Rams are smart, they'll make adjustments. And I, I still think. I still think they win the division. Uh, let's move wow, okay. on to Ravens at Broncos. The Ravens were getting one point. The over-under is 44.5. I took Broncos and under. You took Ravens and under. Uh, under was the only thing we could agree on, and we were right. The total score being 30. Uh, but the final score, 23-7 to Ravens. Uh, actual spread, the Broncos would have needed 16. Now, having said that, they had to play Drew Locke. Things are never going to go well when you have to play Drew Luck. Uh, the first quarter was 0-0. No one scored a thing. Uh, Broncos came back in the second quarter, and uh, Teddy threw uh, a touchdown. 
He only had 65 yards on seven completions. It was two good defenses that were going at it. But once he went out, it was kind of done. Uh, The Ravens, although the Ravens did well. Lamar Jackson, 22 for 37, uh, 360 yards and a touchdown. And you keep saying that you don't trust that he can throw. You got to stop telling me that because he... The throws he were making, he was making were deep. I took deep. that back a year ago. Oh, uh, going into the season, going into this season, you said that. Going into this season, no, I didn't. You said that. That's why I drafted him. Well, uh, well, for fantasy, yeah. you know he could run. Fantasy is one thing, but you have said several times you still before this season. It wasn't that long ago. You said you don't think he can throw. It was last season, mm-hmm. but uh, I, I said I think I said I was so impressed with his ability to throw. Because I didn't think he had it in him before. Um, but he has been throwing uh, really well. And I still think he needs better weapons. And then on top of that, I think what's impressive about this win is they were playing with their third string left tackle. Um, because their other left tackle, uh, Villanueva, got hurt like first series of the game. <clears throat> so to be able to do what they did, what he did, was really impressive to me. He only ran for 28 yards. Um, but Latavius Murray was able to come in there and take 18 carries. Um, 59 yards, it's 3.3 yards a carry, not great. Uh, got a touchdown in there. Um, but this pass to Marquise Brown, you know what? Not even just the pass to Marquise Brown, the catch, the layout yeah. in the air by Mar- Marquise Brown to catch that touchdown was beautiful. In fact, that's more on Brown than, than Jackson. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he had to ah. really lay out to get that sucker, and he did, and it was pretty. And then and then the other thing that I saw was just the exploitation of Justin Simmons by Lamar Jackson. Uh, uh, Mark Andrews caught a couple passes. Uh, Watkins and then was it Oliver? Their backup tight end. Uh, yeah. No, no, it wasn't Oliver. He didn't catch anything uh, though. Jay Prosh. It was it was Jay Prosh. Jay Prosh. Yeah, former fullback yeah. for the Houston Texans. Former fullback for the Houston Texans. Yeah, yeah, he did, and uh, yeah, they were. He just he kept throwing this crossing route that he saw Justin Simmons couldn't defend against. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just wasn't fast enough yesterday, and so he, he threw it one to the left to to actually maybe it was Devernay, and then to the right to Mark Andrews, and then to the left with Mark Andrews, <laughs> like the same pass, three passes in a row towards the end to drive for a touchdown there, and it was. Uh, yeah, it was it was really impressive, and then they figured out how to defend against it after that. But uh, he really he really put it to him. So yeah, 316 yards. It was a lot of fun to watch. Um, Bridgewater, I think, was just one game, right? Didn't they say he was just concussed? I think so. Yeah, I didn't I didn't see what yeah. it was, which, thank goodness, because Drew Locke can't do it. And to be fair, the Broncos, no. this is the first real competition the Broncos have faced. They shut them out in the first quarter. Really, they just had a bad second quarter, because the, the rest of the game, they got six points. Um, the, they allowed the Ravens to get six points. Now, the Broncos scored nothing because Drew Locke was in. But I, I the Broncos are interesting. I, I I feel like this. I want to see them play someone else tough, just because this was the first before this. Let me go look and see who it was that they played. But they were all not great teams. Uh, I know they played the Jets. Yeah, they played the Jags, the Jets, and the Giants uh, before this. This is the first real team, and now they play the Steelers next. And I feel like they kind of match up well with the Steelers. I'd like to see what they do with that. And then they've got the Raiders and Browns. Those are going to be that three-game stretch. Now, I think the Steelers are fugazi, but uh, that three-game stretch, I think we're going to see who the Brown or the Broncos really are. And I'm, I don't, can't tell you why. I've always just kind of pulled for the Broncos, and I hope they do well uh, this season too. 
Yeah, Broncos and 49ers are teams that I don't know if it's just my past, you know, showing my age from back when Montana and Elway were the quarterbacks. But to me, football is just more fun when those two when those two teams are good. Uh, it's always been those two teams. I don't know why, <laughs> but I, I there's just something wrong with football when those two teams look bad to me. Uh, so I hope that yeah, I hope they I hope they clear it up. I hope they get their quarterback. I would love to see Russell Wilson end up at Denver. Um, yeah, don't know if that'll happen or how it happened, but that would be that would be a fun thing to watch. Uh, yeah, hopefully hopefully it gets better. Yeah, I I tell you, I can't wait till the Ravens get an actual running back until they get a lead running back because they're kind of throwing stuff against the well, wall right now. He's just hurt. Well, yeah, but you, we haven't we haven't get to see him. It was J.K. Dobbins, but this is his. This would have been his sophomore year when running backs really start to look good, and we, you know, we didn't get to see anything from him. Um, on the flip side, I think Javante Williams is going to be a beast. Maybe not this year, but he's going to maybe this year. Do what? Maybe this year. Yeah, maybe this year. <laughs> I don't know why you're saying maybe not. He's looking pretty darn good. Well, year. just because he has to split carries with Melvin Gordon, I think Melvin Gordon is yeah. still kind of the lead back right now. Um, but man, I saw that guy carry about five people on his back. Let's, yeah, that was a that was a man carrying man. Yeah, <laughs> let's move on to the Packers and Steelers game. So I was at a Packers watch party for this one, so I got front row seats. Um, the Steelers are getting six and a half. The over under was forty five and a half. I took Packers and under because I know better than to take the Steelers in anything. Uh, you took Steelers <laughs> and under because you don't know better. We both got the uh, under because the final score was Packers won 27-17. to 17. They won by 10 points, total score being 44, just under the uh, the line. And the Steelers are bad. Big, Big Ben was done last year, and nobody told the Pack, or told, told the Steelers. That offensive line is one of the most god-awful things I've ever seen because Najee Harris, you can see, when he gets out in the open field, he can make moves. But he can't run the ball at all because that offensive line is so bad. Um, he had 15 attempts for 62 yards, which is not and a touchdown, which is not terrible. But this has been one of the best he's done, and the Packers have been usually pretty bad against the run. But on the flip side, yeah. six receptions for 29 yards. Like they had to just try to keep getting them out to the outside. They couldn't. They can't run. Um, on the flip side, is Chase Claypool hurt? Also, yeah, That's he was out. One. Yeah, he was out this game. Okay, thank God. Um, yeah, but Deontay Johnson came back. Uh, on the flip side, running-wise, it looks like the Packers are starting to move to more of a 50-50 with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. Now, it could have been just because they got up so quick. Um, mm-hmm. They were up 17-10 to by halftime, and then by 27-10 to at the end of the third quarter, and they kind of took their foot off the gas. But... Uh, I think it was more just trying to get a very different game plan because they knew the Steelers' defense was so good. Um, because you're right, Big Ben's not great, but the defense is insane. And I think by throwing AJ Dillon in more, uh, the defense had less of an idea of what to expect there, how they were going to be using him. Um, he only had one catch, but uh, I think maybe they just thought they would confuse him. And, th- and they started targeting Cobb a lot more than normal, um, effectively, by the way, for two of those yeah. touchdowns. Um, so he had yeah five catches for 69 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, it was good. It, it was good overall play. Aaron Rodgers rushed one in. I, I think, I think though this was all part of the game plan was exactly this and kind of not relying on Devontae Adams nearly as much and, and Lazard and and Aaron Jones and and putting the ball in some of their other playmakers' hands and it it uh, it worked. Yeah, yeah, you could be right. Yeah, because you saw a lot of those guys start to take over. 
Yeah, this I feel like this isn't a good representation of the Packers just because they got up so fast, but it's a very good representation of the Steelers. Um, one thing to note on the Packers, they are without both of their starting cornerbacks. Um, Kevin King, I think, was already injured going into the game, and then Jair Alexander got injured and I think got carted off, which is not a good sign. But Eric Stokes, the rookie out of I believe it's Georgia, has looked good. He's made some rookie mistakes here and there, but he's looked pretty good. So they might be more susceptible. I mean, they're already susceptible to the run. They might end up being more susceptible to the to the pass, too, with that secondary getting so banged up. Something just to keep an eye on. And then let us move to the night game. Um, the Bucks at the Patriots. The, yes. the Patriots are getting seven points. The over-under is 49.5. We both had bucks and under. This was my lock. This was both of our confidence picks. Um, this was an ugly game. Both in the Texans-Bills and the Raiders-Bucks, it was monsoon. It was just pouring. And you saw a lot of turnovers in both games. Granted, this, the, both these teams are much better than the Texans, so I don't know how you can't really blame them. But it, you saw Tom Brady had a few times where the ball just kind of slipped out of his hand, either on a pass or, uh, or on a snap. And... Uh, it was ugly. This was not the bloodbath that everyone kind of thought it was going to be. The final score was 19-17. to 17. The Bucks just edged out the Patriots. Um, the over-under 36. I thought it was going to be under because the Bucks were going to score so highly on them and not let them back into the game. But this was... It wasn't a good game. It was a close game. A um, lot of field goals. Going into the halftime, it was 7-6. to six, The Patriots winning. The I don't think Tom Brady threw a touchdown. Yeah, 22 for 43, 269 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, on the flip side, Mac Jones, 31 for 40 for 275 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, yeah, yeah, he was he was playing some pretty good football last yeah. night. Um, you know, very little of it was like amazing football. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, there were a few really good passes. There were there were a few really good passes. I think the big thing was uh, they schemed their receivers open and they schemed their tight ends into the game a little bit more than they had been. Uh, Jonu Smith got a touchdown on one of those plays. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they, uh, they were looking good in that regard. Um, and then, and then, you know, Belichick just proved what a great coach he is. You know, I mean, he, he knew how to play against Tom Brady. He was disguising the looks like every single play uh, different, every single play uh, and just really throwing Tom Brady off until towards the end when he started trying to get a little bit of a feel on how he could on who he could attack uh i think their safety went out or linebacker went out and they brought in uh oh god just blanked on his name for, for who dang it one of their backup linebackers had to come in and then brady picked on them like three times in a row for some big passes downfield um but anyway yeah it was uh it was a belichick masterful game Devin that's McCourty? how they held is that you're talking points. about Devin mccordy or kyle duggar kyle Duggar may have gone out, and then um, they had to bring in a backup guy. Uh, not Bethel, Justin Bethel. Had oh to come yeah, and, and that's they, a name they I haven't heard in a long time. Yeah, yeah, and uh, but it's funny, man, because Belichick is such a masterful head coach, and he was showing it last night. Uh, a bunch of buddies were and I were just all laughing uh, as the rain was coming down, and and they're like, you know, the rain is what Brady's worst at. He, that's that's his kryptonite is playing in the rain and it just happens to be raining right when the right when he comes into New England and, and we're like <laughs> I'd be hilarious if Belichick found a way to fake the rain ha 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 
Huh. Yeah. <laughs> did he? Could he? God, if anybody could. Yeah. <laughs> Bel Belichick had somebody up there dumping water from the sky. <laughs> I mean, he's. It was so funny. We're just like, Jesus. If anybody could do this, uh, it was him. But uh, yeah, it's funny. But overall, man, I I found myself kind of rooting for the Patriots, which made me feel gross. Inside. I know. Yeah. Uh, because I wanted to see Mac beat Brady with Brady coming back with his, let's face it, Super Bowl team. Because yeah. he did. He has a Super Bowl. Oh, my God. I was laughing. They were complaining about Gronk being out. I'm like, really? Yeah. You've got Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, <laughs> O.J. Howard, Cameron Bray, Leonard Fred. Come on. Yeah. Antonio Brown. Oh, yeah. That guy who was one of the best in the NFL. Yeah. And then this defense that you've got. Just shut up. Just shut up. Yeah. And uh, they almost won. And that, that field goal that missed and banked and hit the bar. Oh, mm -hmm. oh that was gut-wrenching, man. If only they'd had a Justin Tucker for the night. Yeah. Uh, that would have been that would have been masterful to see them pull off that one-point win. But uh, but you know Brady. You knew he was going to come back. <laughs> he was going to get that field goal, and uh, and he did. And, uh, yeah, the rest is history. But uh, good for Mac Jones. What, it, what yeah. uh, he, held it, he held his own for that, uh, for that fight. So yeah. I'm impressed. Well, it was all on his shoulders offensively because it, this was what's shocking. During a reigning game. Now, it's Belichick who's beyond smart. Uh, the Buccaneers are one of the best defenses against the run. You can't get anything. You can't run on them. It's almost impossible. But they're real susceptible in the pass. So they had 40 mm -hmm. pass attempts. On the flip side... They had, let's see, four, five, six, seven, eight total rushing attempts. Four by Damian Harris, one by Mac Jones, which is really kind of a sack. Um, one by J.J. Taylor, one by Brandon Bolden, one by Nelson Aguilar. So two, three of those by wide receivers. Um, for a total of, let's see, they had negative one yard was their total rushing. Wow, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty gross. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's 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 gross. But you're right. I mean, it's in the rain. Yeah. Why risk slipping? Why risk fumbling? Why why risk all that? Um, and Mac Jones is pretty sure-handed. Um, I like him. I, I I like seeing him play. I want to see some more of him. I still don't think Mac Brown is there. I think if there had been no rain, this probably would have been more like a thirty to yeah, you know, thirty-five to twenty-one game. Uh, but but still, yeah, really really happy with how it turned for Mac. Yeah, uh, the game tonight is the Raiders at the Chargers, a divisional match. The Raiders are getting three and a half. The over under is fifty one and a half. I have Raiders and over. You have Chargers and over. Uh, you still feel confident about that? <sighs> that division. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, no. How can you? You're a fool if you do. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> this division. I mean, this division. The Chargers beat the Chiefs, man. Uh, to then to come over, come in and lose to the Raiders, just seems like something that would happen in this division. So, uh, yeah, they do play each other really tough. Um, I think the Raiders are probably better coached currently. Uh, I feel like Gruden's really stepping into what he needs to be doing and 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 the feel of the team that he's got in hand. Rugs, he's getting the most out of Rugs, who you and I had almost written off. Uh, he's finally stepping into his game a little bit. Um, but the, I mean, you got Herbert, man. Was he a fantasy fluke last year? Do you think he's like the, as big a stud as we thought he was last year? Yeah. Or do you think uh, you think he is? No, I think I, I think he's a stud. But I do. Derek Carr has been lights out this year. I feel like the Raiders kind of got. I feel like they've got things working on. Like like where do where are they bad? At? Like they're pretty good at every level. 
Like they've improved yeah. pretty much everywhere, and I don't know when Josh Jacobs come back comes back. I don't think it's for this game. But they went out and got Peyton, Peyton Barber, just threw him in there, and he's been doing well. He got 111 yards in that touchdown last week. Yeah, on 23 carries, 4.8 yards a carry. After getting that is King and Drake all that money to uh, as a free agent to come in. Yeah, yeah, and really only give eight carries. That's that's just crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. And Braylon Edwards stepped up last week. It's like every week. It's a brand new uh, uh, receiver that's taking all the credit in here. Uh, to my dismay, rarely Darren Waller. No. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, I mean, he doesn't really have to. He can draw all that attention and scare defenses, and then it allows their receivers to actually go out and make plays and single coverage. And, and, and Renfro playing across the middle on the other side, same thing. So, yeah, it's, it's really just finally becoming the team that, that I feel like Gruden's always wanted. Uh, I still think he'd rather a different quarterback, but you're right. Derek Carr is playing really well right now, so it's hard to fault him. Yeah. Uh, I'm impressed. I'm impressed. I'm impressed with Darren Wall. Yeah. I mean, uh, with uh, Derek Carr. That wraps up everything for today. Uh, we will be back on Thursday for our picks for the weekend. Uh, until then, catchphrase. Bitty retort.